All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. What's up, everybody? It is the follow-through Eclipse and Drew. You already know. All-Star Weekend is over. Wow. Thank God. What a week it's been. Oh my God. Do you even remember how to do this? No. Uh, I, I forgot what you looked like there for a moment, actually. <laughs> I haven't seen Drew in over a week. I've been bombarded with missions for All-Star Weekend. I don't want to see Los Angeles for another month. <laughs> I don't want to see Melrose Boulevard an- another time. Yeah. Never. I don't want to be on Melrose ever again. Totally. Uh, it's the follow through clips and Drew. We're going to get into All Star Weekend later on in the show, but this is episode twenty three. Yes, it is. I don't think there's been anybody of any significance that has ever worn the number twenty three before, Drew. Well, there's there's been one or there's been two of them. <laughs> okay, you, you may or may not be? have heard of them. <laughs> uh, his heirness, Michael Jordan, the goat, and uh, the King LeBron James, the baby goat. <laughs> um, so we're we're going to break down what their numbers looked like. And I think I want to just start right now by asking you. Me? Yes, you. Okay. Who do you think's better between those two players? This is this is the the question that's going to be asked throughout the ages. It'll never get old. Basketball. Yeah. There yeah. is not an answer for this, Drew. Uh-huh. It's it's in the eye of the beholder. This is the debate in every single barbershop on every single fucking podcast. And, you know, even this weekend, being at All-Star weekend, right? Like yeah. we, 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 we put on this amazing, uh, basketball culture museum and a lot of people from a lot of different ages come in. Mm-hmm. Um, Art Mob had a beautiful piece of Michael Jordan. Yep. He had a beautiful Kobe piece. He did. Um, that a lot of people were drawn to, but most of the, I'm going to say the millennials and the millennials being, I'm going to say 22 and younger. Sure. Were all drawn to Kyrie and all drawn oh, the Kyrie's to like, one, yeah. they're all, you know, wearing the Steph Curry jerseys. Of and course. Stuff. So, you know, 
obviously to me, if we're going to make this debate, yeah. and I'm if pretty I'm, sure, I'm forcing you to pick one. I'm I, Michael. I mean, yeah. Michael is the greatest basketball player ever. And that he was the first to start just the whole trend of like yeah. he set the bar. Right. Now, if you ask Michael, he would say, "Oh, well, I took after Dr. J." Every, right. Everybody Everyone's got someone before them that totally. that, that laid the pavement. That brought the, you know, that brought something different to the game. Like, right. I don't think Michael was going would have been so creative in the air without without Julius Irving. You know what I mean? Right. Um James Worthy. James Worthy, you know, playing with James Clyde Worthy. Clyde Drexler. All, all those, those guys. Uh, all those cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um if you're talking about numbers like, yeah, and we'll get through we'll get to the numbers. Yeah, yeah, I'll later. break down the numbers in a second. Um, and there'd be no LeBron James without Michael Jordan. 100%. Michael Jordan set the bar for everything. And it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't just the championships. It wasn't the MVPs. It was literally how he played the game. Mm-hmm. And during a time where basketball was extremely difficult, <laughs> you know, just getting to the bucket was hard. Yeah, you know you're, what get, I mean? you're getting, you're getting really, <laughs> fouled really freaking hard every time you're going to the rack during that era. The, and fin- and then he would finish. You'd finish, and he'd talk shit, and talk he'd shit. win the game. Yep. Um, I think there are definitely a lot of similarities if we're talking about Michael and LeBron. And yeah. the first similarity that comes to mind to me is people think Michael Jordan just came into the NBA and, and just started winning chips. Right. That's no, wrong. That didn't happen. That's correct. He came in, and, and he, they got their ass whooped. They didn't make the playoffs, I think, the... Or you know he didn't make the playoffs for I think two years and I don't know that for a fact. No, but it took I don't him. A, that either. It took him a long time just just to get to the championship game. And same thing with LeBron. Yeah. Um, LeBron didn't have any help. Michael didn't have any help until Scotty came. Right. Um, I think the difference, in my opinion, Drew, and we'll get to your opinion really. That's fast. fine. Yeah, yeah. My opinion, the reason why LeBron James is so great to me and how he's in that top three, top four discussion. Yeah. And I think everybody's top five is pretty much the same. They have to be if you if you respect the game, yeah. In different numbers, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. The old this is the difference though. Like you ask my pops, my my pops would be like, "Well, Oscar Robertson was the greatest greatest sure, basketball sure, player." Sure, sure, yeah, right, right. You know, your pops will say Magic Johnson was the greatest basketball player ever to live. He might. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The difference to me being that LeBron has literally not had anybody his whole career. I don't think – you know, he never we had a Scotty. Right, yeah, we can't put a Scotty Pippen next to LeBron. Like you, He like didn't have a Shaq. Michael did. He didn't have a Pau Gasol. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think LeBron single-handedly has done more for his team mm-hmm. by himself than Michael ha- I, you, do, do you get what I'm saying? I do, yeah. I mean, so the only time that you could probably – Say that Braun had someone like a Scotty is is Dwayne right in those in those four years True. that he played in Miami. You're right, you're right. but Excuse that's me. no, but that's okay because it's only four years, mm-hmm. really. I mean, you don't. This year is completely wiped off the books. You can't even include that because Dwayne is not the same Dwayne Wade that we know. Right. Um, I agree with you. I think Michael Jordan, in my in my eyes, is still the best player ever. Um, but how do we? How do we? How how can we tell a kid that's twenty? Okay? Right. Like, listen to this story. This is a story I heard at All Star Weekend this uh-huh. weekend. Donovan Mitchell, okay, yeah. who is well, how old is he? Twenty, but something like that. Yeah, twenty. He's a slam dunk. Twenty, twenty one. Right? Yeah. Um, he told a story about how when he was living in Connecticut, he was in sixth grade, and he begged his mom to be taken to the Boys and Girls Club to listen to LeBron make his decision. He was at the oh de- no way the he was there. Decision, he right? was there. Okay, so he's in sixth grade. Yeah, and to him as a sixth grader. LeBron James was his idol. Kobe totally. Bryant was his idol. Right. Donovan Mitchell, yeah, 
he probably knows the history of the NBA, but he doesn't know Mike. He doesn't know he'd 1991 to, Michael Jordan. He'd have to go out of his way to find those games. And live in those moments, too, though. Correct. Like, live in watching those finals on NBC and, like, you know, watching him play the Knicks. And he didn't He didn't see that. Right. So Watching things that have never been done before. Totally. Happen. But, in but the same you, way that LeBron... Right. How has, do you tell right. a sixth grader that LeBron isn't the greatest player? Because in their eyes, it's the greatest That's, player that uh, ever lived. Sure. And, they would, and they're not necessarily wrong. That's the thing. No. So it, let's get to the numbers real quick. Mm. Um, for their careers, if you look at their entire career, Michael averaged 30 points per game. And I'll just let that sit for a second. That's, that's crazy. That's a that's a lot of points per game. It is. Okay? Uh, 30 points per game, 6 rebounds a game, and 5 assists for his career. LeBron is 27 points per game, 7 rebounds, and 7 assists for his career. And those numbers are so close. I mean, granted, you know, you have the differential, slight differential in points per game, and then assists really are the, the largest gaps. But their player efficiency rating, which is kind of how with the new basketball analytics, people break down whether or not you're a, a very good player or a sub, like a, just an average player. Or a horrible player. Right, of course. Uh, is literally, they're only off by 0.3. So Michael, player efficiency rating is 27.9 for his career. And LeBron is 27.6 for his career. So this is a good debate. That right there proves it. Um, and also, I mean, if, if you follow the analytics, then of course you would agree that Michael is just a, just that bit of a fraction better than LeBron. Plus three championships. That's the other side of it, right? So when you break down like what they actually did, Michael led the league in scoring 10 times. That's, that's a lot. That is. He, uh, was a six time NBA champion. People know that. Uh, he was a defensive player of the year one year, which LeBron has never has never achieved that feat. He was nine-time All Defensive Player, or All Defensive Team, and he has five MVPs and six Finals MVPs. So eleven MVPs. That's, I mean, well, yeah, uh, yeah, eleven All Star, which I don't even think three. He had three All Star MVPs. So that's that's pretty crazy. And then when you compare that to what LeBron has done, LeBron's only ever once led the league in scoring, which was in two thousand eight. Um, Granted, he has three titles. He's only been on the all-defensive team six times. He has four MVPs of the regular season, three all-star MVPs, and three finals MVPs. Right? So, not too shabby. Uh, the numbers are really close. But when you look at, like, what... Just those numbers right there that... My, and Michael also led the league in steals three times. I don't know if I said that. Uh, that's that's just crazy. So, Michael's stats are really, really hard for me to see beyond to how LeBron would would be a better player than him. Now what we unified like as as a group of basketball fans, I think most of us understand that LeBron is probably a better overall, better all-around player and what I mean by that is yeah, he can go out and get, you know, 20 rebounds in a game, no problem. He can also drop, you know, 15 assists, no problem in a game. Um and he's also probably a better off the ball defender than Michael was. I don't know. That's close. Michael's Michael Michael was a better on ball defender. Right. I think we can agree. But uh, yeah, this this conversation, like you said, it, it's just going to go. It'll go on forever. Yeah, man. forever and ever. And I think it, again, it's just we can talk about numbers all day, and those numbers are extremely impressive. Yeah. And I think if we brought up Kobe's numbers too, like Kobe has to be in in the discussion. But unfortunately, this is episode twenty three. We'll talk more about Kobe in episode twenty four. Yep. Um, but. 
I don't think anybody changed the game like Michael did. Again, I keep saying set the bar. Michael was the fucking bar. Right. And he's still the bar. Nobody's changed the game as much as Michael since Michael, I think, is probably what you mean. Because people like Jerry West and Elgin Baylor changed the game. Wilt, of course, changed the game. Blah, blah, blah. Um, But I think Since Michael, there hasn't been a pivotal player, including LeBron, that has done that much of a difference. Changed the game, like you said. Like Michael has. And, and, and every one of these players, Kobe, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, uh, Vince Carter, uh, Dame Lillard, all these guys should be, Michael is the reason why you have a $200 million shoe contract. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Mike, again, Michael yep. is the first one to, to open the floodgates to all, we, Michael is still dropping shoes every fucking month. All the time. That are selling time. out. People are still dying for his basketball shoes. Time. And these kids buying the shoes probably never saw Mike play one fucking game. Oh, I, I bet most of them. Yeah. <laughs> most of them never did. They just, they call him Jays because right. they, they don't, they don't fucking know. It's, it's, it, he, Michael has be, that brand, the Jordan brand has eclipsed the game of basketball. It has removed itself. It's very much tied to basketball, but in itself is self-sufficient as just a brand, a clothing brand, an apparel brand. And then, of course, obviously, you wear it for basketball shoes when you want to. Um, he hasn't played a basketball game in 15 years, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And, and, more than that. And, and the value of his brand just keeps going up. It's right. just like a skyrocket. Right. It just keeps going, keeps going up. And, uh, and yeah, kids that, are, that were born that are eight years old are rocking Jays and probably don't even know Michael Jordan's middle name. You know what I mean? Jeffrey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, that kind of leads me to... This next little question that I have. Okay. Um, do you think, because we know LeBron has a few years left in his in his tank, do you think by the time LeBron's career is all said and done, he'll have more? He's already played more games than Michael. He started at, at 18, fresh 18. Correct. Which is a three-year head start on Michael. Two-year. Two-year head start on Michael. Correct. Um, and so do you think when it's all said and done that his stats will have improved to the point where we might – Regard LeBron as the best to ever do. Well, we didn't. Uh, that's a great question, Drew. Uh, we, we definitely d- discussed this on the last podcast. He's going to get thirty thousand points, or he's going to get yeah. probably break uh, Kareem's record. Right. As, yeah. As I long mean? as he stays healthy, mm-hmm. we think in the next five years, as long as he averages twenty points, twenty. What was it? Twenty five points a game, or yeah, something like 25 that. Twenty five for the next three years, three and a half, four which years. He can do. Yeah, I think he'll do it. Um, I do. I think he's going to get three chips. No, I don't think he's going to get three. I don't think three. so either. Um, if we're ba- again, everybody bases everything off championships. And I just, I, I'm not big on that. Like I get it. Yeah. Cause then Bill Russell's the best then, player to ever he, do. And again, that's a, that's what, and then you say, Oh, well it's the era. Well, right. Bill Russell didn't choose when he was going to fucking play. Exactly. He just fucking won every championship. Right. And there's a reason why Bill Russell is still relevant to this day. Yeah. Because the, uh, the NBA vets and the OGs still show him a lot of love and they know that uh, talk about setting the bar he set the bar for all african-american athletes him yeah. and muhammad ali but yeah that's a that's a whole nother discussion that i'd love to get into sure another day when it's all said and done i i still think drew that it doesn't matter what the fuck lebron does mm-hmm. he's still going to be in the top five category there's still going to be the yeah. kobe fans there's going to be the michael the the Wilt. everyone will have their, They're their gonna guy have theirs. everyone's going to have their guy and everybody should have i mean all those guys are are relevant and and you should have a good point for every one of them right you know we i could we could sit here and make an argument for all those all, all day those, yeah we could now do i think now how about this is what i do think uh when it's all said and done kobe's going to be the closest to michael as 
as the way he plays. You know what I mean? The like closest Kobe, replica. Definitely yeah. the closest replica. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obvious that LeBron is, has been a pass-first pl- team player his whole life. Kobe and Michael were not really team players. No. Um, not saying that people didn't want... I mean, Michael made players around him better. So did Kobe. So definitely did Kobe. Right. But there was, I mean, let's be real here. I mean, LeBron really makes the best out of his team. Yeah. Or at least tries to. The thing with he's thing, uh, he's not as selfish, no. right? And 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 we mean that in a in a very uh, very good way, right? There's there's a, a good way to be selfish, and then there's a bad way to be selfish when you play the game. And Russell Westbrook borders on the bad way to be selfish from time to time. But so did Kobe, and so did Michael mm-hmm. at times. You know, when they're double teamed or triple teamed in certain cases, and still taking a fadeaway jump shot. Yeah, sometimes it goes in, but the other side of it, Tony Kukoc is wide open in the corner. Derek Fisher's wide open over here, and they could have hit the three. You know what I mean? I, I could definitely tell you this, bro. If Mike or Kobe had one of those sorry-ass LeBron teams that he's had for for many years, we're talking they would have been putting up 40-45 a night because they ain't throwing it to Wally Zerbiak. Right. They're not well, passing they, but it to hold on, They kind of did, though. Both of those players had those years. No, Kobe had like two years. Kobe's, hold on a second. After Shaq left, mm-hmm. there was nobody really I mean, until we got Powell, mm-hmm. there was nobody really there, and there was that was probably about three years. I think it was a, a roughly three year period where, like, our second best player was Smush Parker. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, right. and and Jordan, like we said in those early days, he was pretty much the team mm-hmm. until he got Scotty. So, um, and then obviously their points this, went, this went the, through the roof there. This is the this is the other thing though, and I don't want to talk about Kobe too much because I want to get it. Let's get back to LeBron. Yes, sir. And Mike. Um, the other thing is, I hate it when people say, well, Kobe wouldn't have won without Shaq. You mm-hmm. know, he wouldn't have won three. Mike wouldn't have won without Pippen. Sure. You know, uh, it's like saying, okay, well, Dirk Nowitzki wouldn't have won without Deshaun Stevenson. You know what I mean? Right. It's like you, 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 you work with what you have. Of course. And Michael definitely made Scotty a better player. Scotty will tell you to this day, mm-hmm. I had to show up to practice every fucking day. Right. And know I was going at Mike every single day. Totally. I think Kobe made Powell was already already an established player. Kobe made Powell tougher. 100%. Mm-hmm. And and that's not too tough. And he made Lamar focus. Totally. In the same way that I'm sure Damn it, we're back on Kobe. I know you said not to do it. <laughs> but in the same way I'm sure like when when Michael got Pippen, yes, Michael made Pippen better, but it also freed up Michael, mm-hmm. you know, gave him some extra space because there was a legitimate superstar next to him, and and that's what that's what LeBron was actually able to experience in those years in Miami was that look for his whole career he had to carry the entire load, and granted he carried the majority of it while he was in Miami, but he was able to you know let Dwayne carry a couple little things, let let Chris Bosh carry a couple little things over here, and relieve some of that pressure. Um, and, and I know when it came down the, down the stretch, you know, they, they had Ray Allen down there too for a little bit, mm-hmm. who hit the biggest shot in that championship over the Spurs. Like, so, you know, and, and we're typically talking about Michael or Kobe hitting those shots. And in, in that instance, you know, LeBron actually had someone that wasn't his, necessarily his Scottie Pippen, but someone on his team that was able to step up and hit a huge shot that he didn't have to take, you know? Um, and I also, I, I also think, God, and I, God, I guess Kobe has to be in this discussion too. Um, these guys stayed with one team. You know, I know, I know, I know LeBron went to, to Miami for three years, but, you know, Michael played his whole career. Minus, we don't, I'm not even counting Washington because I don't think that fucking He counts. still averages 21 and a half per game. His last back, year? That's the amazing. last, the last two seasons in Washington. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> again, uh, we'd love to hear your opinion. Uh, yeah, let us know. Listening, let us know what you think. I know there's a lot of Laker homers out there that are gonna 
are going to have a lot to say and that that hate LeBron. I mean, there is a lot of LeBron hate I grew in the up, world. I grew up really not liking LeBron. You had to, and I had to grow really up not did. liking Kobe. Right, yeah. You know, and then what's sad is then, you you know, we miss Kobe now. Like, I fucking miss Kobe. Uh, I miss Kobe a lot. It, right? Yeah. And there's nobody close to Kobe, no. you know, in the NBA. And no. LeBron being the close. But he doesn't even have that Kobe, that Michael thing. Right. And well, I think like Russell. Russell's got that, but he just plays pissed off the whole time. That's the, that's that's the, But that's kind of what it was, though. But do you think there's anything... About Kobe, okay, about Russell, okay? Yeah. Like, when you look at LeBron, Mike, when you watch LeBron, Mike, and Kobe, there is something in the back of your head that says, wow, I'm watching greatness, okay? Now, that's a strong fucking word. Yeah. I'm watching greatness. Yeah. Now, I don't get that with, I don't get that with, with, uh. With Russ. With Russ, okay? I don't get that. I, I get it when I watch Steph Curry, like, wow. That is yeah. greatness. Yeah, I ain't never seen yeah. that. I well, I think some of the, I think, I think we do get it with Russ, and it it, it tends to relate to his explosiveness, mm-hmm. right? Like when he when he'll just do one crossover and then jump from like just inside the free throw line and, and throw the ball down harder than I've ever seen, like since like Daryl Dawkins, Chocolate Thunder. I I've never seen a man dunk the ball harder. He's pissed. He's mad all the time. All the fucking time. And and that's an edge that. He maybe he does go a little bit beyond, and that's probably why you know he has certain levels of turnovers that we're not used to seeing and and, and incorporating with greatness. Um, he just he can't shoot as well as Kobe and Mike, right? So people play off him and wait and wait for him to go by because he's not the best three point shooter in that regard. And but I do think that there is moments where I see Russ do something like that. You're like, damn, that was impressive, you know. Impressive it's, it's, and greatness are two. That's what that's what I'm sure. saying. Giannis is is Giannis is impressive. You know, I don't yeah. think he's at the point where you're saying, "Wow, I'm watching greatness." Embiid right gives me that. Embiid gives me the wow. That was great. <laughs> when he does some shit out there, mm-hmm. I'm looking at this huge fucking center behemoth of a man shaking people from the top of the key and then hitting a three. It's like. That's greatness. And again, this is a, it's a different era. If we go back to Michael Jordan, back in his days, there were no like they were real centers. Those these were seven foot white dudes that'll lay uh-huh. you out on the ground. Yeah. There was not the the Giannis's no. or they so and that's another thing that people will debate. Right. You know, but guess what? Mike had to play against Joe Dumars and Mark Aguirre, mm-hmm. and he had to go against Derek Harper and Magic Magic Johnson. Gary Payton. Gary Payton yeah. every fucking night. Yeah. So th- I think this is the best part about sport drew in any sport we even had the discussion the most important position in sports is the quarterback right so how do you say who's the greatest football player of all time you know it has to be a quarterback right um but right now i'm getting off subject no but it all kind of ties to right you can't how do you decide who's the greatest you can't say dick butkus is the greatest football player of all time you can say oh well you can make an argument for it you could yeah but um i think this is the best part about sport drew is is bringing everybody's thoughts and opinions to the forefront and yeah. listening to those opinions and we'd like to listen to yours if you think we're full of shit if you think isaiah thomas was the greatest basketball player ever to live if you think oscar robert you want to talk about numbers i mean oscar robertson had the best numbers around yeah and at his time he was the my you ask fucking elgin baylor and, and and kareem abdul-jabbar and they'll tell you god damn oscar, oscar robertson was the real deal oscar was the nice. story we said last week about elgin yeah this dude's putting up 60 in the finals 60 game. and 20. 29 20 rebounds <laughs> it's insane yeah. so let us know what you think drew i think you have some more questions for next segment yeah yeah you we got a couple going more. on this we got a couple more and then we're gonna yeah. get into my all-star week yeah we gotta talk about all-star let's week get into that bro 
You've seen them on social media. You've seen clips and Drew wearing them. The Gold Net Basketball is the gold standard in basketball apparel. Go to their website, goldnetbasketball.com backslash shop. Type in Clips and Drew at checkout and get 15% off your entire purchase. Again, go to goldnetbasketball.com backslash shop. Type in Clips and Drew. Clips and Drew. And you'll get 15% off your purchase. Enjoy. So follow through with Clips and Drew. We're back. Once again. Episode 23. The Joe Jellybean Bryant episode. Yeah. Shout out to Kobe's dad. <laughs> Uh, I think we. I want to continue a little bit. Yeah, you, yeah. You really can't. You really can't. So, jumping right in. Oh, jump in, Drew. Did you have something to say right there? No, I was just gonna say we can't really just cover Mike and Mike and and LeBron in one segment. So no, I, no, no. I yeah, know this, you had some more questions. We're gonna so. spill over for okay, sure. Let's go. Um, when when we talk about these guys and Michael, LeBron, Kobe, uh, everyone views them as possibly being the greatest player of all time. The question that I'm posing right now is, who's next? Who do we see? Is it somebody currently in the NBA, like a Kevin Durant? Uh, or is it someone that we don't even know about? Someone in, in college, someone in high school, someone who hasn't even been born yet that's going to come into this game and be like kind of like the face of the NBA or, or the greatest player during their era? Um, who is that player? Do we have one? Do you think we have one ready to go? I think time, I think time tells us, dude. Every every basketball era has a has a Michael Jordan, quote unquote, a Kobe Bryant, right? Um, that kind of superstar. Yeah, I think I think we have a bunch of super superstars in the NBA right now. Right. Um, do I think that Kevin Durant is going to be a Michael Jordan? No. Do I think Russell Westbrook is going to be like Michael? No. Are they going to be in discussion as superstars? And guys, Like, look, dude, when Vince Carter was Vince Carter, that's all people would talk about. Like, wow, mm-hmm. this guy's like Mike. You know what I mean? Yeah. But just doesn't really turn out like that. No. You know, he never won a chip. Maybe if he won a chip, you he know. He made it to be, the finals. He made it to the finals. You know, um, you know, in my eyes, I think our point guards right now, I think the Kyries and the Stephs are the most special ones. Sure. Um, but again, they can't be, they're not going to be like Mike and Kobe. Right. So, so the other side of this question is like, obviously, when, when someone like Michael enters the league uh, and then someone like Kobe comes along and tries to emulate him, Michael created a bunch of Kobe's, you know? People would watch Michael and be like, I want to be like Michael Bryant, uh, Michael Jordan. And Kobe was the only one to really ever get close and emulate it and then do some other stuff that Michael not necessarily did, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I'm saying, Kobe wasn't the only guy out there being like, you know what, I, I can do this. I can become Michael Jordan. Michael bred a bunch of Kobe Bryants. And in the same sense, Kobe, when he was at his peak, bred a bunch of, let's say, LeBron Jameses. But LeBron's too close. Uh, let's just say Kobe created a bunch of Westbrooks and mm-hmm. Lillards and players like that. And I think in this, in this NBA that we have right now, the, the next, the next man up, so to speak, is Kevin Durant. I think he's the, he's the one that'll take the torch from LeBron and move forward because he's, he is younger, but not by a lot. And I don't think because, um, because their ages are so close, you know, it's only maybe four years difference. Four or five years difference. I don't think we'll, this generation will look back at Kevin and be like, oh, he was, 
you know, in that in that line of succession, Michael, Kobe, LeBron, Kevin Durant. I don't think they'll say that necessarily, no. but I think he's ready to kind of take that torch forward. I do think that it is possible that Giannis is that guy because there is that gap in age. You know, Giannis is what only 21, 22 yeah. years old. Yeah. I think he has the potential, and I do think Joel Embiid. I think those two players have the potential and the skill set uh, if they stay healthy Harden. to become the next thing. Right? So, that's see, we didn't even talk about James Harden. And that's a great that's a great player to bring up. But I also think he's handicapped by playing in the same era. He played against Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. and he played against LeBron James. And Kevin Durant. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, he there we what I what I meant by that initial point is Michael kind of bred a bunch of these Kobe Bryants and Kobe bred a bunch of these players that wanted to be like Kobe is now we have this really like this pool of talent. This may be the, the most talented the NBA has ever been. Would you agree? I totally agree. From top to bottom? Agreed. And I think because of these great players that pop up and, and like LeBron over these last 15 years is going to have a bunch of guys coming up that want to be the next LeBron James. And what you have there is you have this just this just continuous growth in the NBA uh, and and in college and just youth basketball of players that are going to be very good. And they may not, because of that, they may not stand out in the same ways uh, because the talent level is just on a, on, on a whole is continuing to rise. Um, I So that, but to answer the, the, the question I posed, I think Giannis and Joel Embiid have, for players right now in the NBA, have the most potential to be the next person in that line after LeBron James. I mean, I just don't, they don't, I'm, I mean, Kobe, LeBron, and Mike played the same position, though, pretty much, if you think about it. Like, if Giannis, to me, is a center. Embiid is a center. Embiid is definitely a center. I don't think Giannis is a center. I think Giannis is a small forward. He Who can play center, who can play every, so, yeah, every single position. Just like Durant, though. <clears throat> Durant could play center. He could. But he's a fucking two-guard out there on the All-Star game. Out of all of those guys that we just mentioned, yes, Kevin Durant is the next in line for that. Yeah. But then it's like, you got guys like Steph and like like Kyrie mm-hmm. who are going to be playing the next 10 years. Um, we don't even know their full, full potential yet. We it's definitely... funny. It's funny that we put those two together because Steph is almost 30 years old. We right. forget right. he looks so freaking young out yeah, there. You're right. He looks younger than Kyrie, mm-hmm. but Kyrie's only 25 mm-hmm. and Steph is, Steph is about to be 30 years old. I think next year. And again, I think he's going to run into the same problem that James Harden and Kevin Durant have with being too close to the era of LeBron James. So they're never going to get out of LeBron's shadow. It's going to take some time. And I think Giannis and Joel Embiid have that space. Well, they're definitely not going to be averaging 28, 7, and 7. They might. For their, uh, 7 and 7 for a Steph Curry? Those two players. <coughs> oh, no, no. Oh, sorry. Steph. No, correct. Uh, yeah. well, Giannis can get those numbers. Giannis and Embiid have Embiid can get those numbers. Cur- uh, that's what I'm saying. Ben that's Simmons right. might be able to get ben those Simmons, numbers. At that's some a point. great one. That's a great one. You're right, though, Drew. This is, I mean, the talent level is ridiculous. Yeah. I think. If Kobe and Mike were playing in this era right now, they would definitely have their work cut out for them. Mm-hmm. But I still think they would they would excel. They would shine still. And yeah, shine. Sure. They would still excuse me, guys. Good guy. <clears throat> my guy a frog in my swallowed throat. a frog over here. Jeepers, creepers, as my dad would say. Papa Clips would say. <laughs> um the talent pool is amazing. I yeah. think I think we're set for the next ten years. Mm-hmm. Um again, I and I say this a lot if if Michael played in this era, he would be averaging 45 points a game just getting to the line. Yeah, um, I agree. 
And, and I want to ask a question. I know this is random, okay. but what's up with this new like sidestep shot? The the travel that everybody's doing. The James the Euro, Harden, the Euro step. No, the, the the one on the three pointer where people are just taking instead of a step back. Yeah, it's kind a of sidestep. Side, it's a travel. It's a fucking travel. It's a travel every time. I don't understand it. How people are getting away with it? <laughs> yeah. What is this? Do you know how quickly? If Michael tried to pull that in the 90s, they would have gone, whoop, travel. You're done. He would have had 12 turnovers a game <laughs> if if he did this the same. It, I totally agree with you. James Harden does this 15 times a game. That's his move. And he makes it because he can get separation. But you get separation because, my guy, you're not dribbling the ball. You're just <laughs> you're you're jumping. jumping sideways, traveling, and then shooting the ball. Uh, yeah, the, I, I don't know how. We need to talk to Leon about this. We need to call our, 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 res- God, let's our get resident Leon. ref. Let's sorry, get Leon. I, sorry, getting off subject, getting off topic, but I'm that's that's a fucking travel, dude. Yeah, okay. no, I, I totally agree with you. That is a travel. And I'm the only. We're the only two that see this. I guess I don't know, man. <laughs> I and I, I think I think there's the the issue that we have with the Euro step is that it's now evolving into this like you have time, you have the gather, and then you have it's the a two th- steps. Giannis does it every night. It's a three step move. Giannis t- takes seven steps at times, and it's like, wait, what? Like. <laughs> Okay, I mean, if that's cool, then whatever. I mean, Giannis I, literally went from half court to a dunk without jumping, without one, dribbling, right? A one he took, dribble. He took three steps and dunked the ball. It's like, wait, wasn't that one extra step there? Oh I don't God. know. It's bugging the shit out of me, guys. Sorry, I had to bring that up. I agree. But that's real talk. And if somebody's got an answer for me on that, let us know. Um, but Drew, back to the topic. Yes, yes. There's plenty of players that that can take the torch. But guess what? James Harden never, he never won a title. Right. Chris Paul, he never won a title. Dame Lillard, he never won a they're title. They're all going to run into either LeBron or the Warriors. KD exactly. Or, yeah, you're right. At this time, so that's going to be really hard for them to get over that hump. Did you have another question? Um, yeah. Okay. So I have. I got one more. Okay. Um, we touched on it a little bit in the first segment, mm-hmm. but do we think that we're going back to to the Michael? Jordan, LeBron James kind of conversation. The Jordan brand has taken over, uh, uh, you know, kind of it's it's become its own entity. Uh, like I said earlier, kind of removing removing itself from just the game of basketball. Do you think that there's going to be another superstar that'll be able to cap- captivate the population in and pop culture the way that Jordan has, and become this thing I don't- in it in its own <clears throat> self? Or do you think because because these boys are basketball players that'll kind of just stay in that area? Because LeBron James, for all the shoes that he's put out, Kobe Bryant, for all the shoes that he's put out, they haven't been able to kind of create this whole greater entity. I think, I think they have, just on a smaller level. Again, I don't think the, the 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 bar has been set with Mike. I don't think anybody, none of those guys. Actually, you know what? Kobe and, and LeBron might hit a billion dollars at one point. And it's the. I think it has to do with the logo too. Right. I think I think Jordan's logo was just so perfect, unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're not. Anytime you're going to try and do something like that, you're emulating Jordan. People look at it as a knockoff. Like you remember Shaq? Yeah. Shaq's when logo. He was dunking. It's just like him on a silhouette. Rim. Yeah. It's a really cool logo, mm-hmm. but it looks like a knockoff Jordan. Totally. You know. And I, that, that's why I don't think that brand ever got off the ground. Yeah, but you know what, dude? I, I bet you it took Jordan a long time to get a $200 million contract. I mean, the money that these companies are throwing out to these guys is ridiculous. And that's all Jordan. And most That's all Jordan. They yeah. wouldn't get that without MJ. Correct. Um, are they making good shoes? Yeah, I mean, KD's shoes are dope. Dames are dope. Yeah. Harden's are okay. Really like, cool shoes. They're great shoes, but... Again, that's why people like Clay are going overseas. BD went overseas, you know, to get those yep. Yingling and the and the Antas and stuff. And most, if you notice, Kobe and Melo and Chris Paul and Blake and LeBron and everybody goes over to China during the summer to push their brand. Yeah, of course, um, that's where the consumers are globally. 
you know, Michael's the reason why these people's brands can be global. Yeah. Um, but you, if you would have asked 25 years ago, Mm -hmm. um, for an NBA player to get a $200 million shoe contract, they would fucking laugh at you in the face. Oh yeah. You know, Derek Rose got that 10 years ago. True. From Adidas. I mean, think about this. Andre Agassi at one point was probably making more money than Michael Jordan on shoes at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the eighties. For sure. So I think, I think what it came down to, right, is, is Michael hit it right at the perfect time. Right at the expansion of television, everyone had a TV in their home for sure by then. You started getting cable networks. You had primetime NBA games and uh, and playoffs. And it was at kind of like that miniature peak of the NBA's popularity happened during his greatest years. And he was the greatest player Correct. at the time. And now we have all these different brands. Westbrook's got a brand. Harden, Durant's got a brand. Kyrie's got a really good brand coming mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at Steph has points in Under Armour. You know, that's how that's how shit's going to be going now. You're going to have to give these guys points in the company. Right. Um, and again, that started with Michael. Kobe wouldn't have got that deal. Yeah. LeBron wouldn't have got that deal. Um, and Michael's still out, out, out winning, beating all those guys. Yeah, even still. Even still to this day. Correct. Um, and I think th- there's so much money to go around that there's going to be more play. Embiid's going to get a deal that's going to be worth that much. So the answer is no, I think, right? Both both of us think that there's not going to be another person. There won't be. Not an, an, another a- athlete-based brand. I think Tiger, we, we, we talked about this briefly mm-hmm. just before we got on here. Tiger Woods was the closest. He was so close. He was the closest to doing and he did it. Let's just let's be honest. Like he did it. Tiger had that where he he was larger than the sport that he played in and his brand garnished all of these sales because of the player that he was. And then he fell from grace. And and in a niche market too. I mean that's, they, people, that's the difference. Golfers right? the golf world wanted somebody like Tiger. And it, and it definitely helped that he was African American partly. You know what I mean? It yeah, did. I'm sure. I'm sure it hurt him in the beginning because all the right. white people didn't want him there. But yeah, Tiger was the Tiger was the closest. He was the closest to ever do it. I think. Fuck, he was. And then like you had like Michael Phelps, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of players of the or competitors of their sports that were just larger than the sport itself. Phelps never had a brand, well, right? Never Serena. really sold anything. Yeah, Serena Williams. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Uh, but neither of them like have Serena has her clothing line, I guess. But Phelps doesn't have like a line of goggles that every swimmer, <laughs> like every six year old swimmer, is like. Let me get the Phelps goggles. Like that's not that doesn't happen. Sure. Uh, so so yeah, the, the the answer is no. Yeah, there the will, I, is no. I don't think there will be. And if there is one, that's going to be one hell of a fucking basketball. He's going to have to be a hooper. He's going to have to be a. For it would real be it'll be interesting to see what Tom Brady does, right? Because he in in the, in the sport of football, there hasn't been a Michael Jordan kind of brand. Uh, Michael Vick had some shit going, uh, but it was all Deion under, Sanders. It was all underneath Nike. You yeah, know? you know what I'm saying. Tom Brady's the first guy right now, and Under Armour's giving him the platform to create that TB12 thing. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to try really hard to become the Michael Jordan brand of football. But don't you think it should that should have started ten years ago? I mean, we're, I do, but I think that's part of the NFL, right? Like the no fun league. Right. The NFL doesn't want anyone being bigger than the sport. Right. Right. They they try hardest to not. That's why they don't like celebrations, and they finally let them back in. But they don't like celebrations, and they don't like, you know, all that stuff. They want people to be a part of the, the of the league, not bigger than the league. And I think Tom Brady finally has become, you know, kind of the goat, kind of bigger than than the NFL. He is. And so I think he would be the only guy that I think that might still have that in the tank. Um. Yeah, those are my questions. I don't. I don't have any. Do you have any questions? I. I mean, I think we answered everything that 
Yeah. Again, if we had three other dudes on this podcast, there would be more there'd discussion be other, about there'd be this. three other opinions. And, you know, if we brought, um, you know, if Leon was on this show, he would say, shit, I played against Dr. J. Like, that was the best player I've ever played against. Played against Michael Jordan. Too. Right. Oh, yeah, that's definitely true. You played against <laughs> both of them. Excuse me. Um, and, and, you know, if you listen to a Clipper game, Ralph Lawler will tell you, Dr. J was the greatest player I ever saw. Sure. You know, so... It is what it is. I think it, it, it's all based on our age. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And how they made you. Like, dude, to me, w- waking up and watching Michael Jordan, NBA on NBC. I'd never be more excited. That was the best. When you, I don't think this is what we're missing, too, Drew, mm-hmm. in our era. There isn't the Lakers-Boston rivalry. There isn't the Knicks-Bulls rivalry. There isn't the Knicks-Heat rivalry. That's that you, true. Like, you literally couldn't wait to get. Yeah, dude, uh, Fucking yeah, OKC oh, and Golden State. Yeah, that's is a pretty cool. good. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, Houston and the Clippers. Eh, you know what I mean? Well, that's that, gone now. That's gone now. Yeah. You know, but there isn't like that because these people jump jump ship and right. and everyone's just a not, friend. Yeah, everyone's, everybody's a friend. Everybody's a homie. You know, and that's that was the difference. Uh, but yeah, I think I think uh, back to your initial statement there. Waking up knowing that it's playoffs. And you and and the Bulls were playing, you know, the Pistons or the the Bulls were playing Miami in the '90s, and you wake up and you're like, dude, I cannot wait to watch. I've never once, as a Laker fan, LA guy, like mm-hmm. same thing for you. I never once, like, really ever cared about another team other than the Bulls and the Lakers when when Michael was playing. I was like, dude, if Michael's playing anybody, I'll watch that game. Right. And I don't have that same affection and affinity for KD or LeBron or any no. of these other guys. I don't. I don't. I mean, we like to watch you, but I ain't right. But I'm not going to go watch LeBron like the first round. Like I'll watch, I'll watch the Cavs play, but I'm not going to sit at the edge of my seat and and I can't wait to see right. what Michael does right. or what LeBron does in that game. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I hope I hope that there's another one, and I I'm hoping that we're right and, and that he's currently in the league. And I'm and I'm betting I would put some money down that it's Giannis or Embiid if they can stay healthy. Hey, Drew. Yeah, man. We all know you love chicken wings. Man, I love chicken wings. They call me the wing king. They sure do. Where is your favorite place to get chicken wings? Dude, the best wings are down at the Village Inn on Balboa Island in Newport Beach, California, sir. When is happy hour? Dude, happy hour Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. Go down there, get some appetizers, go get some cocktails, and please try the wings. are back it's the follow through with clips and drew mm-hmm. i think we covered everything that we needed to cover i mean it's been all-star break drew we took a week off um i Man, had it was a boring week without uh <laughs> this last like four days bro it's been brutal it's, it's been bad i've been recovering though yeah. i had i literally had one of the craziest weeks of my life um if you follow me <laughs> you could see the shit uh that i was doing i was lucky enough to be up in la um, with Baron Davis and with, his crew, right? Yeah, we, we launched a new company called Slick. Um, we were lucky enough to, we, we, we launched a basketball museum, mm-hmm. art museum. Slick is going to be um, a sports culture company. Yeah. That's going to be covering all aspects of sport, is, art. Is Slick an acronym for something? Uh, No, just no. Slick. It's I like it. S-L-I-C. I it's, cool. it's cool, yeah. It is super cool, and you should follow us at S-L-I-C. Um but we put on this museum at the Biltmore Hotel where it's in the heart of downtown L.A. Um, the whole TNT staff was staying there as well. Nice. Um, this museum, we had artwork from our boy Art Mob. Shout out to Art Mob. His wife, California. 
um, this dope artist, uh, Freehand Prophet, who made basketball ma- he made masks out of some of the dopest shoes ever made two of the kds i've never seen anything like me this. either i've never seen anything like this this is this is uh creativity at its at its peak uh he literally took shoes and then turned them into functioning masks one like, was a gas mask. gas mask it's like the coolest thing like dude if yeah if there's ever the nuclear uh epo- like if that ever happens... Like I want that mask. Yeah, I'm grabbing that one. He actually uh, had a Yeezy mask, too, that he brought the first day. That one was terrifying. Like, it was... You, yeah, you, you, so you popped that on in a, in a horror movie. <laughs> it was... Our crew put on just this brilliant three-day museum. Uh, we, were, we we shot uh, KG Area 21 the first day. Kevin so, Garnett. Yeah, that's the TNT show. So we had KG and Rashid and Isaiah and Baron come in and do one of their shows, uh-huh. which was awesome. Very cool. Uh, one of the one of the artists had printed on on one of the wall ball don't lie just for Rashid <laughs> and then on the other side she printed anything is possible anything is possible <laughs> or Kevin Garnett uh, phrase but I got to stay in the in the hotel with uh, everybody I mean I got to talk to Ernie Johnson which was awesome Ernie Johnson right? shout out to EJ EJ elevator Ernie cool story really yeah, fast okay. the first dude that came in. Thursday morning was my guy Brent Berry. Brent, who I haven't seen since my ball boy days. And Brent Berry, what story time, Drew? He, he probably was the only white guy to ever done from the free throw line. <laughs> Arguably. Arguably, I mean, maybe it's happened before, but they used to call him Bones. Yep. Um, Thin as a bird. Before Lorenzen came on the Clippers, Brent was my guy. That was that was my BFF. Um, story time. I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast, but after Brent won that '96 dunk contest. He spent all, all. I think he got fifty grand. He went out and bought a brand new drop top Mercedes. Nice. I did school the following Tuesday when they all got back in town, and we all went to lunch McDonald's with the drop top down. Me, Brent Berry, and one other my boy, my ball boys named Henry. Nice. (laughs) Ditch school eating McDonald's fries with Brent Berry. Dude, it was a pretty cool story. That's back in the day we put the good shit in the McDonald's. That was really good shit. That's the that's the addictive fry over there. But when Berry, when Brent saw me, I'm like, Yo, Bones, it's Ian, dude. Grew up with you. He's he, like, holy shit. Yeah, flashback. Yeah. He's like, damn, you're old. And I said, fuck, you're old too, bro. Shut up. Um, he came in. Uh, we had uh, Charles Barkley came through. Yep. Kenny um, the Jet. Kenny the Jet came through. Shaq D's. Shaq, fuck, Shaq came by. Big Shaq. Uh, we gave Shaq a tour. As soon as he walked in, he saw Art Mob's, Art Mob's piece of Michael Jordan. He's like, how am I do that? How am I that? How am I that call? Did he buy it? Yeah, I think Art Mob gave him a price, and Shaq didn't even care. He said, how much? Yeah, he how just, much is that? Art Mob should have give, thought of a price and, Art Mob was, and was, doubled it. Art Mob was so taken back by it, first of all. Guys, his shit is so cool. It I, is I, so dope. I don't know if yeah, if we can say that enough. Like, Obviously, if, if, if Shaq walks into a room and immediately goes, how much is that? Like, that's That should leave an impression on all of you, right? realizing how dope his stuff and, is. And guys, I know this, this goes without saying. Shaq is... You guys don't know how big... Shaq is just a mammoth human being. Dude, BD is six four. You know what I mean? Two hundred, two hundred pounds. Me. Barry yeah. Davis is my size, right? And, and I'm a big dude. And 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 he was at Shaq's belly button. Yeah, nothing. 
It's nothing. Such a large individual. It was so great for him to come through. They got to chop. Oh, Steve Francis came by, which Stevie was really Franchise. cool. Stevie Franchise. Happy birthday to him. He just Happy had a birthday. Happy birthday yesterday. Yeah, he just had a birthday. Funny moment. We had a vir- virtual reality thing in our museum, too, where you can oh, that vir- was cool. shoot hoops. Yeah. And St- Steve-, Steve Franchise was was so dizzy putting the shit on. <laughs> we had a rack of balls behind him. He almost took all that shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's difficult putting that shit on. Well, dude. you have to rem- you have to remember that you're in the actual space that you were in before you <laughs> put on the fucking goggles i think i have video of it maybe i'll put it up because he really that's had, great <clears throat> and a, a cool thing about why baron put on this uh, museum is he wanted basically to let people like he wants people to remember like the trendsetters and the people who really brought the basketball culture to the forefront and steve france you know coming up in those in the early 2000s think about how many amazing point guards there were yeah. F- franchise ai bd <sighs> you know what i mean a lot of great nope. point guards so many and trend setting point guards like these guys were street dudes yeah you know yeah and a lot of people forget about stevie franchise and a lot of people forget about bd um, they do which is a little strange well it's the young bucks too yeah but Both of those guys were fucking And they just forget killers. about the Rashid Wallaces. People are going to forget about the Kevin Garnett's. Like these guys literally I, I hate saying set the bar again. How many times have I said set the bar? Um well, they set the bar. This is the set the bar episode. <laughs> yeah, we're setting s- we're setting the bar, right? motherfuckers. To see these guys, you know, who are all grown ass men now, you know, basketball is not. I remember I asked Steve, you know, are you still hooping? He's like, hey, you know, yeah, what? Nah, is. You know, sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was, it was an amazing event. Um, got to see Charles Barkley, chilled with him in the, uh, in the lobby for a minute. And Big I'm like, Chuck. yo, Chuck, you're going to get up, you're going to get up to BD's, uh, BD's museum. He's like, man, these motherfuckers got me working too hard. If these, if these motherfuckers weren't working me too hard, maybe I'd come up. And he screamed in the lobby so everybody could hear him. I thought that was Please, great. Chuck, go ahead and... It's, he's, he's talking all that trash, man. How about you count that, that money in your count bank account? Count that cheese. Good God, man. They're certainly paying you enough to sit there and bullshit with Shaq man. and Kenny. But like, dude, give me that job in a second. The cool thing, though, Drew, is a lot of people came. They knew that I was there. A lot of people that fuck with us came. You know, B-Ball Junkies came. Yeah, man. Um... New Jersey sets came. Slam Magazine came. My homies over there, uh, David and Dennis, came to support. You did something with Slam too, right? Um, you had a little Q and A. Oh, I did a Q and A with uh, Gary Payton. Gary Payton. Uh, the, the glove. The glove. That was the first night um, after our museum was done. We were closing up shop like at five. Shot on over to Fairfax over at the Mitchell and Ness pop up. They did a little a, a quaint Q and A with GP. Yeah, tight knit. It was really cool. GP was just there. Love like, if you will, it, dude. Twenty, probably twenty five people there. Yeah. Bloggers and podcasters, and uh, we got to ask him a couple questions. And my first question to him was, "What was it like party? Like, did you party? What was up? With, what are the best, you know, you and Sean Kemp stories? Drew, we should play that for him." Out and party 
I'll put about 30 shots of alcohol on the table and drink it and be sloppy drunk and then nobody would feel it and tell And nobody would tell it. Then I'd come back the next day and he was like, he done took 30 shots and he was drunk and he playing like that. It's just the way my body was. It's just, I can do it that way, but I used to do it a lot. You know what I'm saying? I used to have fun. It was good. That's right? crazy. <laughs> people think about it. How can you then go at the elite level and... Listen, you know, you got to get your mindset too. You know, you can't go out there and then try to be drunk and then get right up and then go. You got to get yourself up early. You got to go to the jacuzzi. You got to go to the, the hot tub. You got you to gotta steam all that mess out. You got to get all the alcohol out. We didn't have Gatorade. We ate a little McDonald's. Got the little grease in you. You know what I'm saying? That was old school. Get grease in you. Go up in there. Sometimes you might have to throw up a little bit. Go get it out. And then go to the jacuzzi. It's not only because we're at Mitchell and Ness, but I like the old times better than today. Yeah, I do too, man. So that was really cool. Just seeing GP, he was being, he was real, real, real. Yeah, you know what I mean. Off the cuff. The one thing he said that stuck with me was like, "Yo, today's players are PlayStation players. Everybody's trying to put up buckets and just get, just get points." The video game era. Yeah, they're just trying to, you know, they're trying to shoot it from forty feet, and there's no shade at at, at Steph. Well, because Steph makes them. That's what. Yeah, he definitely. (laughs) Not everyone can be Steph Curry. This is this is an issue we're gonna have in youth basketball. Yeah. For the next ten years. Yeah. Not everyone can be Trey Young and Steph Curry, and you're seeing Trey Young. Not being Steph Curry currently, by the way, if anyone's paying attention to Oklahoma and how many games they're losing. This guy's shooting like 22% from three now. Uh, we, but anyway. we gave him too much hype. Um, that was a really cool, really cool intimate interview that we got to do with him. Uh, I, I want to say something about All-Star Weekend. Okay. Guys, All right. Or All-Star Week. It was just a fucking mess. <laughs> there was so much shit going on. There were so Adidas had an event. Nike had an event. Everyone had something. Dude, so much, so many parties, so many, you know, I was invited to every fucking thing and I didn't want to be a part of any of it. What? I just did. I, I was so drained. Well, you were during, working. That was the, I mean, I that's was the other, working and just working out there. I was more focused on being in the moment and like, wow, I'm here. Let's take advantage of, yeah. you know, let's make sure that this event pops off. Right. Oh, and in the meantime, if I can see Ernie Johnson right. and, and, and Shaq, like everybody I want is right here. Exactly. Um, I, I was able to go to the, to the, to the all-star game, but I didn't want to go. <laughs> I wanted to get the hell out of LA. Yeah, man. It's a bit of a circus every time that the all-star game comes through to any city, you know, especially. But- you know, so a city like LA or New York, all these big metropolises that can that can house all of this craziness through the traffic. Yeah, man. I I, I told you today, I don't ever want to see Melrose <laughs> ever again. You know, uh, yeah, we got we got to get you a helicopter's license. I needed a chopper, dude. Yeah, I needed a chopper. Um, we also did. This was really cool, Drew, and I know you saw it. Um, but. On Tuesday, or yeah. when was Valentine's Day? Tuesday or Wednesday, Wednesday was Valentine's Wednesday, Day. Wednesday, we did an event called the Big the Big Love Fest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honoring um, all the empowering women in Los Angeles. Uh, Carrie Champion had put it uh, was a was the host hosting with Baron. Jamil Hill was there. I got to talk to her for a minute. But I thought I was just going there to help, like set up. It was on the rooftop of the Jeremy Hotel. Beautiful setup. Yeah, right? gorgeous scenery. And I went there to drop, you know, help set up. I'm in jeans and a, and a hoodie. Yeah. And then before I know it, there is 200 beautiful women just pop out of the elevator. Yep. 
And I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Drew had sent me a text saying, yo, Playboy, take the fucking hoodie off. You can't be go. there in a hoodie, And I'm like, guy. I have no other choice. Go get a button down. I have no, dude, I said, forget it. It's open bar. I'm getting a mimosa. I'm just, everybody's probably like, okay, this is the janitor. Yeah. This is, who's the janitor? Who snuck this guy in? First lady's like, yo, can you help me tape down the carpet? I'm like, what are you talking about, lady? I'm Clips. Oh, my God. But yeah, the seriously. cool thing. Out, out of everybody that's there, we're at the rooftop of the Jeremy Hotel on a Wednesday in sunny Southern California. I finally made made the decision to, to walk a mile to my truck. Yep. I had a button up in there. Smart. Put the button up on, came back up, and I'm like, damn, okay, I'm still the only dude. Out of nowhere, bro, G. Moody from the I Am Rappaport podcast. Last name rhymes with duty. Na- last name rhymes with duty shows up out of nowhere. No like, way. You've got to be. I'm all moody. I'm like, yo, Clips. He's like, Clips, what are you doing here? Yeah. I said, Moody, what are you doing here? <laughs> How crazy is this? My favorite podcast besides our own. Yes. My favorite podcast, or basically the reason why we started a podcast that motivated yeah, us the, to start a podcast. The inspiration. Was these two guys. So we, we we got three or four drinks, me and G. Moody. We talked basketball on the rooftop of the Jeremy for, for 25 minutes. And it meant a lot to me. He actually got to come to a couple of our events. He came and supported us at the museum. Yeah, I got man. I got him into the Black Panther premiere. Like, we're in with them now. Dude, I, I yeah. Yeah, shout out to G. I, I'm uh, I was devastated that I wasn't able to make it up for that event and the others. I, your boy had to had to work the old nine to five. To work, <laughs> Hopefully not for too much longer. Work the dude. old grind. Yeah, we're trying we're trying to ease that up a little bit here. Um, but yeah, man, uh, shouts to him and and and, and I just want to send a, a personal thank you for uh, posting our sh- our stuff on his page and. Uh, we dude, super cool. What a great guy from all, everything I've heard. So, and what a great week, Drew. Yeah, Just man. All star. Thank God it's over. Yeah. Um, we got what do we got? Three hundred and sixty days until it starts <laughs> all next, over again. Charlotte, see you next year, Charlotte. Shout out to Charlotte. Um, we're gonna be back, Drew. I mean, you got anything else to say? Yeah. Um, we're gonna be back. <laughs> <laughs> it's the follow through clips and Drew. We're gonna come back with episode twenty four at the end of this week. We're ghosts. Later. Like Mount Vesuvius I'm about due to erupt Use it or I'm losing it They say I need to loosen up Tight, I'm well taught I must do the max like Gluteus Bonos diddly squat Smart Alec, I'ma do it up Trying to win her heart But not just cause she got the biggest butt Lovely from the start I don't believe in beginner's luck 